Welcome to the Breaking Through the Noise podcast, a show designed to help you cut through all the static and find the tips, tricks, and encouragement you need to make your business successful. Your hosts are Mark Wilson and Laurel Wright, two entrepreneurs like you struggling and striving to find the pro tips and hacks to be more productive and make more money. Their goal every week is to give you the resources and encouragement that will help you gain an advantage over your competition. So let's not waste any time and get started. Here are your hosts, Mark and Laurel. Welcome back to the Breaking Through the Noise podcast. I'm your host, Mark Wilson. Laurel Wright, my co-host and the reason most of you tune into our podcast, is dealing with a family loss today and can't be with us. Please include her and her family in your prayers today. She would appreciate it. I'm excited about today's episode because I'm sharing with you a conversation with a great friend of mine, Terry Winkle. Terry has served on the staff at Cokesbury United Methodist Church for more than 20 years in roles ranging from worship leader and assistant youth director to her current position as the supervisor of creative media. I worked with Terry for many years creating videos for worship and use in our social media campaigns. Her superpower is creating amazing testimonial videos that convey wonderful stories of how God is working through people in our community. I asked Terry if she would share some of her secrets with our audience, and she gladly accepted. Let's meet my friend, Terry Winkle. Terry, thanks so much for joining the podcast today. You know, some of the funniest moments I've had in my career. We're working with you recording videos for our church, particularly with our pastors. A- am I wrong? No, you are not wrong. <laughs> the blooper videos that you could make would truly break the internet. That was that was a ton of fun. We had yes. Uh, so the past few episodes of our podcast, Breaking Through the Noise, Laurel and I have talked about tips and ideas for using videos in church marketing. And we even had a, an interview with a YouTube influencer uh, talking about how the church should use and view YouTube, you know, as a, as a social media, as a vehicle. But one of the most impactful videos that any church can create, even with a smartphone camera, is the testimonial. And I'm going to embarrass you a little bit here but I think your testimonial videos are as good as any I have seen anywhere. Oh, wow. So I want to pick your brain a little bit. (laughs) And so let's dive in. And I know from experience working together, I know we didn't always get to choose our subject and you don't get to choose your subject, but now we have an opportunity to speak to some pastors who makes for a good testimonial subject or testimonial interview in your opinion. Well, I think anybody that has a story to tell can make a good um, person to interview. Now, obviously there's going to be some people that are going to be better on camera, but that's also a little bit goes into the prep work before that. So I, I personally think you can make any, any person feel a little more comfortable in the camera. And of course, editing is where the key is with, with any testimonial. So um, you can cut out the ums and the, you know, all that little stuff. And I, and you know, we say, uh, and I, here I am doing it myself. You say, uh, to fill the time, which is hilarious. But anyway, you can, uh, like I said, you can make anybody, as long as you make them feel comfortable. 
So when a person comes in, have some water, have everything set up, however you want it to be set up, have it set up. So they're not having to wait for you to do this and do that. And cause that's going to make them feel a little bit more uncomfortable. Try to talk to them beforehand, try to, you know, do a phone call, do an email. However, that person is comfortable. I always like to kind of shoot them a couple of questions just to kind of get them prepared so they can kind of start thinking through the things that they want to say. I'm a big fan of non uh, written testimonials because it, to me, it feels more natural, but there are some people that probably need to have that testimony written out so they can kind of stay on track or whatever. But usually what I do is when somebody comes in, I will have another person for them to talk to. Now, if it's just me, obviously I have them talk to me. Um, I stand behind the camera or wherever, and we just have a conversation. So I start rolling when they sit down to keep it informal. Because when you say, okay, we're recording now, that's when people start tensing up and they're like, uh, mm, no, you know, then they start realizing they're on camera. And then I always keep the camera rolling even after it's like, okay, we're good. We're done. I keep the camera rolling because that's again, people let their guard down and that's when they start telling some meat to their story. One of the key things I always do too, is I ask them, the last thing I will ask them is, is there anything else you want to add? Because they may have already been thinking about their story and then I, we may not have connected or hit what they had been thinking it through. And usually when I ask them that, that's when you get that, that just the golden stuff right there at the end. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I do a lot of videos with some of the people at Susanna's house, which is a recovery mm -hmm. ministry that came out of our church five, four out of five times. You know, what else would you like to share? that's the golden moment and it ends up being mm -hmm. the, the best part of the whole interview. So I totally get that. You know, you talked about the, the key is in the prep work and giving them questions. Do you have like a formula of, Hey, here's, here's some set questions I always use, or, or here's the things I want you to think about for your testimonial. Well, one thing we always try to steer away from is we don't want to glorify our church. We want to glorify God in their story. So we will always say, we don't want to say, well, how has Cokesbury impacted your life? That, which is where I work. We want to say, you know, how have you, how did you see God through this? I always like to just get them to tell me like, what's your name? Tell me a little bit about yourself because that kind of releases that tension again. And, and like I said, how, how has God impacted your life? Just little things like that. I'm, I'm trying to draw, I'm actually drawing a blank with those questions, but yeah, it's just anything that releases that stress. Tell me a little about your, about your family, try to get to know them a little bit. So you're not just, you're, you're not just coming into this. Like, I'm just, I'm only interested in you and your story. So I'm, I'm interested in you as a person. Does it make sense? It does. And, and you have a little bit of background information on what that story is before. So, so you can tailor those questions a little right. more specifically to that to their right. story so that right i totally get that. that that makes it that's why that's why you know it's hard to come up with well these are my set questions because they're different every time right sort of and like i said it always i always will end up well tell me you know how did you see god through work through that story how did you see god impact your life through that story and then again uh, that really important question at the end is was there anything else you'd like to share because they know there's, I mean, they know the hardest story. And the key thing, like I said, <laughs> excuse me, <clears throat> the prep work is 
making sure your camera's set, making sure your lighting's set, making sure, you know, if, even if you're using a smartphone, make sure whatever room you're in is set and ready to go. So when they come in, they sit down, they don't have to waste their time on you getting prepped. And it's always good just to, again, call them, shoot them an email saying, hey, I'm excited to talk to you. And, you know, here's what I know about your story. And I'd love for you to share that. And so they're not rambling so much either. Right. That's a, that's a great point. Mm-hmm. And it's funny how people, they feel like when they write their testimonial out, it's going to keep them from rambling, but they always write so much more. <laughs> so it ends up, but you're, what you talked about just a second ago was a good segue because I wanted to ask you, what is a good setting for a testimonial video? What's, how do you want to position? Where do you want to shoot it? What kind of lighting do you like? Just t- speak into that a little bit. And that's obviously going to be dependent on budget. You know, you can do great videos with just a smartphone. You've got um, little mics you can buy off of Amazon or whatever that, you know, a little lapel mic. I always try to pick a room that has, if you don't have lighting, official lighting, if you don't have like lights on on stands and stuff, pick a room that's got lots of natural light, have them sit uh, facing the window. So you get the natural light coming in on that person. A quiet room is usually good. Outside is great in the shade if it's sunny, so they're not blown out. Um, lighting and, and audio to me are the two crucial parts of a video because, you know, audio more so than lighting, even um, if you can't hear a person, it's hard, or if you hear a lot of noise and all that kind of stuff. So pick a quiet room. Um, if you've got, if you do have a budget and you've got a, a DSLR or, you know, um, you can, you know, just again, a quiet room, do a, do a little hair light and do a key light. That's all you really need. And you can get those pretty affordable on Amazon as well. So you, you said a hair light, that's, that's a back, that's a light coming in from the back, obviously out of the shot. And then right. the key light is off centered to the, from the front that, that right. highlights the side. Yep. So it's funny, we're, we're talking on video. So I saw your hands moving, pointing. Right, right, right. This is yeah, a podcast, yeah. so we have to right. verbally yes. uh, describe what well, that I mean, is. But, but you're right. You think yeah. about a hair light, a hair light's going to shine the light on your hair. So yeah, I mean, exactly. it's, it's, you know, and one thing I, I always try to hide the lapel mic as best I can. It's not always possible um, if you can get it to the, always hand the mic to the person, not attached to anything and have them run it down their shirt or put it right. in the back of their shirt, just so it's, you know, a little bit. I try to remove the distractions. I want I want the emphasis to be on their story. So I try to remove all the distractions. Yeah, last week we had, uh, we have a tip segment in every episode called That One Thing. And that one thing last week uh, talked about some ideas for lapel mics mm. uh, that, I, that I've used and, and actually gave a link in the show notes where to get those. Great. So yeah, go back to episode 22 and- look at the, um, listen to that one thing and, and go to the show notes for links to some, some solid inexpensive microphones, because that's a great point. It's, mm-hmm. it's lighting is important, but their story is coming verbally. So you've got to be able to capture that clearly. Right. Yep. And you mentioned if you've got a budget, you know, if you have the production capability, what are some camera tips or techniques that you use with testimonial videos? 
are, are um, there any techniques maybe you use you know, we shoot in 20, we shoot in 24 frames per second, just cause it gives it a nice, more, um, homey feel. It gives it that nice little movie look. So, yeah, I mean, just stuff like that. Um, you want to pay attention to your background, you know, make sure that it's either complimenting the story or, you know, you've, it just looks nice. Um, I like to take, I like to do two shots and that's obviously for editing. You start doing a nice close-up shot and then a nice wide shot. That's good. Let me ask you there, you know, using two cameras for two shots, is the close-up shot just right underneath the, the camera or do you try to get a different angle and zoom in? It really depends on, on what I want to convey through that story. Uh, I've done both setups. Uh, we have a, um, a little thing that, you know, does the motion. So, you know, it's kind of turning with the person. So that'll use that as my wide shot. And so that is constantly focusing on the person, but it's going from right to left. And, you know, so it's got a little bit of emotion there. And then my still, my still shot would be the close-up shot. And that's just, you know, kind of just a smidge off to the side. So they're not looking directly into the camera. Now, on the flip side of that, there are some times where I want them looking directly into the camera. I want them to tell me their story right into the lens. And so that's when I will stand behind the camera and we'll ask them the questions and, and have them look at me. And I, if I have a two camera shot that way, I usually will put them fairly close. I'll have, you know, one center and then one just slightly off to the side. And I stand in between those cameras. So when they're looking at me, it almost looks like they're looking in both cameras. That that's a golden tip you just gave right there that I, forget more often than not is when you're interviewing, they're talking to you. They're not really talking to the camera. So it's right. important where you stand. And I forget that so many times. So if you want them to, to look to the side, then you need to stand to the side. Yes. Um, yeah. So that, oh, I mean, that's and that's hard. Tip. It's hard to do when you're doing that, you know, you're trying to watch all the, the gear to make sure that everything's recording. There've been many times where, I've gone through something and totally forgot to hit record on the audio. And I'm like, ah, you know, because I'm, I'm a one man, one band, one man, I can't even say that one man band. That's hard to say three times really fast. So when you are just a single person doing that, it is a little hard. So, you know, if you can have somebody that can just be that person that they talk to nothing else, that's just somebody sitting on a stool that they have a face to talk to really helps. And that was my job sometimes too, when we worked together was to, to be that person. My other job was to click the click, the clacker. I don't even know what that's called, but yes. Yeah. We, had, we, yeah. we had a clacker and that was, yeah. That, yep. That was fun. But anyway, I'm a, I'm a 12 year old. So the, uh, you, you know, you hit on something a few minutes ago too, about, you know, you getting the setting, right. Getting the audio, right. Getting the lighting, right. All that's well and good, but the magic really happens in the editing and in the that one tip segment today i'm going to talk about some simple editing tools that you know just about anybody can use particularly particularly as a mobile app you know you you edit using um some pretty high-powered equipment and are very good at it but no matter what kind of equipment or, or software you're using how do you approach that editing process for a testimonial video? Well, the first thing I do is I go through and I take out my parts. 
So if you hear me on, on camera and I'm asking a question and that, that actually brings up another point is when I ask a question, I stress to the person I'm interviewing to repeat that question. They don't always remember to do that. So like I'm saying, you know, if I say, oh, well, how long have you lived in Knoxville? Instead of them saying, well, since 2012, I want them to say, I've been living in Knoxville since 2012. So it's getting them to repeat that question. So that's less editing work for you. But I try to go in and take out all of me or whoever is doing the interview. And I take out that person. So I take out all of that and then that condenses it down. And then you have to just really go through it. Let me tell you, editing testimonies is probably one of the hardest things to do because their story is so important and it's so valuable and it's so precious to them. So you're, you don't want to take out things that they want you to leave in, that you need to leave in, but yet you can't have a 15 minute video playing in worship. I mean, you can, if you want to center it around that, but usually we try to shoot for under five minutes. And in today's world, people's attention span is really kind of short. So I try to then go out and take out the things that I don't feel like are necessary for their story. So they'll start off and say, you know, oh, well, I've been in Knoxville since 2012. And man, I remember going to those UT football games. They were great. You know, that was, that's kind of pointless to their story, but I let them say that I let them carry on that because again, that makes them feel comfortable in that conversation. But like I said, cutting up testimonies and it's just, is so hard because, you know, I'll be listening to the story. and like, oh man, you know, what do I keep? What do I not keep? Because this is just, and then you also have to, you have to really listen to, because some people will say the same thing twice, but they'll say it in different ways. So right. then you kind of have to take the right take like, oh, this one really kind of dives into their story a little bit better. I, yeah, I totally agree that in the testimonials that, that I have done, I, particularly with some of the moms at Susanna's house, I can't speak. I'll, I'll watch the rock cut just all the way through one one more time even though I recorded it just because I need to get those tears out usually and then then let's get to work yeah uh, because they're just so compelling and, and you don't want to you don't want to miss important things L- let me ask you this question can you over edit is there is there too many post-production edits you can put into a a, a testimonial video like extra graphics or you know, extra lower, you know, lower thirds or tell me your thought process on that. I think so. I think you can over edit, uh, taking out, taking out stuff, obviously, because you also, they may reference something early in their story and then come back around to that later in the story. And you might think, well, that's not really important in this spot, but I really need to leave it there because they reference it later. If it's a hard edit where to me, I always try to make the edit to where it looks like they're fluidly speaking, um, just to help again, to keep that attention span of the viewer. But if there's a hard cut or a hard, whatever, that it's hard to do that, then I'll throw in a picture. And I always will ask that too. Do you have any pictures that will help tell me, tell this story? Is there anything that, you know, if, if it's even just, I go grab some B-roll footage and, you know, B-roll is just extra footage that if they're talking about, I was walking down a street, we'll go take some pictures, you know, go walking down the street, holding your phone and throw that in over that. I always try to, um, if I can 
take them off of the, the screen as much as possible because that helps, again, to keep your viewer engaged to the story. It helps tell their story. And background music, oh my goodness, background music is so, so important. I will spend so much time searching out that background music. And, you know, there's tons of royalty-free places now that you can grab all that stuff. YouTube even has a library that you can grab stuff off now. But all of that is just so key in telling that person's story. So do you play background music throughout the whole interview, obviously a little lower, or do you fade it out and then maybe fade it back in into the, towards the end? I keep it going. And what's funny is I'm, I don't know if all editors do this. I know some of them don't. One of my former bosses, he, you know, I'd always be like, well, I want the music first. And he was like, no, you need to edit first. And I'm like, oh no. But so we, we kind of always butted heads like that. I like to have I like to go and find something that's just really meditative while I'm putting that story together. Cause that helps me tell their story that helps me with the editing. So I'll drop it in, even as I'm editing, I'll keep it low. So I can obviously hear them and cut out when I need to. Um, if it's really long video, then you really do need to use more than one track in my opinion, because again, you want to, if they're talking about something really sad that's happened in their life, you want something reflective. And then when they change to the here's the God moment I saw in my life. That's when that music needs to change because it's, that's no longer a sad moment. You know, this is something positive. And so you have to be really aware of that. But when I'm editing, I do try to just find something I think is going to fit. It may not stay with that story, but something that's going to go with that story because that does help me to edit. And that may just be my personal preference. I don't know how many people actually do that, but. I love that idea. And I'm going to try that next time. I, I put, I put the music in last and, but it makes perfect sense. You get a better sense for how the music fits to the video. If you're, that's, that's a pro tip. Okay, guys, that's a pro tip right there. From, <laughs> I don't, well, like I said, I don't, you know, I had a, I, but it has with my previous boss. So that was, so, you know, that's so just the way it is. Yeah. Just, we'll cut that out. I'll cut that part out. Um, but uh, so you can, you can overcut, you can undercut and you can put in too many, you know, you don't want to take the story that you're telling is the most important part of the video. And, and I've, I've seen some video editors lose sight of telling the story by over, you know, over editing. So, uh, you know, I, I, I like your, I like your approach. Well, you know, and even in today's editing YouTube world that we, we always say, if you watch TikTok videos or anything, there are actually some videos that just take hard cuts and that's fine. You can cut the ums and the thing and, you know, and it's still a very effective. And on the flip side of that, I think there are times where it's too much, where you're just da, 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 cutting. And it's like, oh my goodness, I just want you to tell me the sentence without cutting out every little thing. So, yeah. Which is the beauty, this, which is why I do a podcast because you can cut out everything <laughs> and it doesn't matter because we can't see the video. So w one last thing, Terry, what is the most important piece of advice you would offer a church that is trying to really up their testimonial video game? Maybe that, that maybe they, they haven't really done any or, or they want to start. What, what would be that most important piece of advice for them to get started? One thing is, you know, testimonies are so important. I'm a big 
I love recovery. I love the recovery community, celebrate recovery, whatever. I just love that community. And one of the vital things of that is testimonies. And I think that should carry over into Sunday mornings or whenever we have our church services. Testimonies connect people together. Somebody can be sitting in the congregation and think, oh my goodness, that's my story. I no longer feel alone because this person has experienced what I'm going through. So don't be afraid to tell a story. Don't let equipment keep you from telling the story. Everybody's got a smartphone. If all you can do is put a person in a quiet room with a window, you don't have anything else but a mobile phone, get them in a quiet room with a window and have them tell their story. There are so many, you mentioned that there are so many apps out there now that you can do great edits on, on a mobile phone. So just don't be afraid to tell the stories. Find people that have the stories. They're in congregations. They're there. Ask people. Most of the time, people don't do anything. They don't volunteer anything because we don't ask. So get to know people. And their story doesn't have to be this tremendous game-changing life. You know, I did a 180 degree difference and I'm not, you know, it doesn't have to be that. It's even the simple things can mean the world of difference to somebody and draw somebody closer to Jesus, which is what our ultimate goal is to do anyway. So hopefully that makes sense. I think that is a great place to end because that's some sage advice from a seasoned pro that has been doing testimonial videos for, for a long time. Terry, thanks for sharing with our audience. Uh, it's a pleasure and we'll have you back sometime. We'll talk about something else. Maybe we'll do, maybe we'll show that blooper video <laughs> one day. So thanks again for joining us on Breaking Through the Noise. Today's guest uses some high-powered video editing software to create her videos, but I alluded to some easier, less expensive, and even free apps that you can use right on your phone or tablet. Here are some ideas for you. The best video editing apps are quite amazing tools, turning your phone or tablet into a mini editing suite and allowing you to make tweaks to your footage when you're on the move. So whether you're a professional video editor, a YouTuber, or someone who just wants to make your church social videos look awesome, they represent excellent value for the money. And that's not all. The best video editing apps are also very easy to use, much more so than the desktop video editing software that Terry and I use, which makes them the perfect choice for beginners and, and casual users who don't want to spend a lot of time editing video. An app that I use on my phone that I highly recommend is Adobe's Premiere Rush. It is a free mobile and desktop video editing app for creativity on the go. It allows you to shoot, edit, and share high-quality videos right from your phone. You can also share it with, with your computer and work on the Rush app there on your desktop. Or I can import it into my full-scale video editing software, Adobe Premiere Pro. You can quickly and easily trim the beginning and end of your raw clips, add B-roll pictures or footage, and even background music or voiceovers, all from your Apple, Android, or Windows phone or tablets. Once you get more proficient using this app, you can enhance your colors, include titles, and even add transitions. If you subscribe to Adobe Creative Suite, then it's a no-brainer. Or you can subscribe to it as a single app 
if you outgrow the free version. There are several other great apps to choose from for mobile video editing. Quick, Q-U-I-K, is available for iOS and Android and is the best video editing app for GoPro camera users. It is also a free app, but you can pay extra for themes and filters. And if you are an iPhone user, LumaFusion is touted as the best iOS-only app for advanced features. It is not really designed for the beginner, but if you are experienced and need more features than Premiere Rush offers, then this app is for you. One advanced feature is it offers a multi-cam sync feature, which lets you sync and edit clips from multiple camera and audio sources. No matter what app you choose, there are tons of great tutorial videos on YouTube to teach you how to quickly get up to speed editing and exporting your own videos. You don't have to be a professional to get pro-looking videos from your phone. Let us know in the comments your go-to editing software. That's your That One Thing tip for today. See you next week. Terry shared a lot of great tips from her experience creating testimonial videos. One of the last things she mentioned was the goal for a testimonial video is to connect with someone watching it. I remember a video she created in 2015 or so with a military family that had just recently been reunited from the husband's deployment. At the time, I was the online worship host conversing with the online viewers from around the world. I had developed a relationship with a soldier who watched online from the Middle East because it connected him to his family that were in that service, and we had some great chats online. Until that video, we had never met, and I rushed to find them after the service, and we just hugged each other and wept without saying a word. I will never forget that video or that moment. And the most important thing Terry reminded us is don't be afraid to tell someone's story or let a lack of equipment or skill level keep their story from being heard. Thanks again, Terry. I think there are important ideas for our churches to consider as we use video testimonials to share how God is working in each other's lives. As always, if you want help leveraging your video and digital marketing strategy, reach out to Laurel or myself. All the links and ways to contact us are in the show notes and on the BreakingThroughTheNoise.com website, that's BreakingThroughTHRU, and ChurchCMO.com website. I will also try to include a link to a sample of a video that Terry has created in our show notes as well. One more thing, if you're new to the show or haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast and you will be automatically updated when new episodes come out. And if you liked what you heard, give us a nice review so more people can find us and get the help they need. Make sure to share the podcast with your friends and colleagues. Have a great wait, have a great week, and we can't wait to talk to you again next time on Breaking Through the Noise. Thanks for investing a few minutes with us on the podcast today. We hope Breaking Through the Noise will become your go-to resource for growing your business and yourself with our pro tips and life hacks. 
If you like what you heard, please do us a favor and hit subscribe. And if it was helpful, leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And most importantly, let's get connected. Hit us up on social media. Our links are in the show notes. Our theme music is from The Young Fables. Check out their latest album, Pages, on Spotify or wherever you listen to music. We'll see you again next week as we keep breaking through the noise.